Hey everyone, this is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com and welcome to another episode of the Clever Girls Know podcast. So in the last episode of the podcast, I had talked about money and dating. And so I thought it would be a great next topic to discuss money in marriage. So if you are recently engaged or you are getting married soon or you are actually married, I think this is a great topic for you to listen into. Okay, so let's get started. So when it comes to money in a marriage, there are different theories out there about how you should be managing your money. And I'm going to talk through what they are. So number one is you guys as a couple should be managing every single thing jointly. So joint bank accounts, checking accounts, savings accounts, um, your name should be on every loan you have together, your mortgage, your name should be on the credit cards together. So everything should be joint. So that's one theory on how you should be managing your finances in a marriage. The second theory is where you have everything separate but you pay your bills together so you have separate bank accounts checking and savings you have separate credit cards separate everything but then when it comes time to pay bills every month you guys both bring money to bring money to the table to cover those bills and then another theory is or theory number three is having joint savings accounts so that you guys are working towards your financial goals together of let's say buying a house or retirement or paying for a kid's college. You have joint savings accounts, but you keep your um, checking accounts separate, your credit cards separate. separate. And there are, you know, there are a, vari- a variety of different theories on how couples should be managing their money in a marriage. However, I feel like there is not one single right way. And I know that not everybody will agree with me. There are different, you know, financial experts out there who will disagree with what I say because they have, you know, they say, okay, well, as a married couple, you guys should have everything joint. Or there are folks who feel like as a married couple, it's too complicated to have everything joint. So you want to have certain things separate and pay your bills together. So like I said, there are different theories out there on how you should be managing your finances in a marriage. However, I personally feel that as a couple, the way you manage your money is very unique to you and unique to your circumstances and what works for one couple may not work for every other couple and so I'm very particular on doing what works for you in your relationship however I will stress that if you want to be successful managing your money in your marriage there has to be 100% transparency and communication. Those are the two most important factors when it comes to managing your finances in a relationship. And as you already know, money is is the number one cause of divorce. Um, 50% of marriages end up in divorce, unfortunately. And statistics show that when these couples are surveyed, you know, when when the data is collected as to why they got divorced, money is the number one factor. And that really happens because of a lack of transparency and a breakdown in communication. So whichever way you guys choose to manage your money, you want to make sure that you are honest, you are open, and you guys are talking about it. So for example, in my marriage, my husband and I, we have separate checking accounts, but we have joint savings and investment accounts. And the reason why we have separate checking accounts is because we have 
a number of transactions, a lot of transactions that go through our checking accounts that are not necessary to explain to the other person. So me getting my hair done, me going grocery shopping, me getting my nails done, me buying a magazine or him buying a magazine. Those are not transactions that are necessary for us to sit down and discuss or have a meeting about why we're spending that money. However, we do have a rule in place that if we're going to make a transaction that is, or if we want to make a transaction that's more than $500, we need to talk about it in person on the phone. We just need to have the conversation. And so, for example, let's say I want to take a trip with my girlfriends and this trip is going to cost $800. Before I purchase that ticket, before I pay for the trip, I need to let my husband know that, hey, I'm thinking of taking this trip with my girlfriends. It's going to cost 800 bucks. If for whatever reason he's not in agreement, you know, with this plan, then I either won't purchase it or I will delay it. And the same goes for him. If he's trying to make a purchase for something of a thousand dollars and we don't agree, I don't agree, then he's either going to not do it or he's going to delay it. And the reason why we have those conversations about the big ticket items is because it really, really helps with the transparency. I don't need to, you know, buy an $800 plane ticket and hide it or a $500 pair of shoes and hide it. He doesn't have to hide it because we can talk about it. And when we have that conversation, we are not fighting about it. It's just a simple conversation. It's not like, well, you can't buy that thing. It's like, okay, well, I know you really want to get this thing, but maybe we really can't afford it this month because we're trying to save for this. Or maybe, you know, we should put it towards this investment that we have been talking about. And so we kind of have that communication and instead of just like saying, don't do it, we talk about, okay, maybe we can, you can push it to next month or two months from now. So we try to keep the lines of communication as open as possible so that when we're talking about these big items, we're not being judgmental, (laughs) even though it's kind of hard for him to understand expensive shoes, however, but we try not to be judgmental. um, And we also try to discuss options that way nobody feels like they're being restricted when it comes to money. So that's how we do things. Um, And, you know, for the smaller transactions, it's not that we don't have conversations about everything else that's going on in our accounts under $500 because that's still a lot of money, you know, um, $500. However, it's not something that is so critical where we need to talk about it all the time. So let's say I spend $150 on groceries. I may talk about, oh my goodness, can you imagine that the price of XYZ in the store went up or I spent a hundred bucks on groceries. I didn't spend as much as I planned. We can have those kind of conversations, but it's not where we sit down and say, okay, let's look in your checking account and discuss every single transaction. Like we don't have time for that. That can be very annoying. It can be very micromanaging and that's just not how we manage our finances. So we focus on talking about the big ticket items so that we can determine if it's justifiable, we can understand the impact on our monthly budget, and we can also understand how it impacts our um, savings goals, our investment goals. And if we're meeting our goals for that month and we're cool, then you know it's okay for me to buy that $800 plane ticket. It's okay for him to spend that $1,000 on that thing that he wanted to do. We just make sure that we talk about it as you know when those things do come up. And I will be honest and say that the money the money conversations addressing you know financial topics is in in a marriage is not something that is always easy right it takes practice it takes time it takes understanding the other person and so i have a few tips where um if you are trying to come up with a way that you guys work on your finances and your marriage together or if you're trying to improve the way you guys work on your finances together i think these tips will help and you know 
managing money in a marriage is not perfect in in no way um <laughs> me and my husband ha- have our disagreements about money but we always you know one of our goals is to try to work through them and one of the, the big commitments we have to each other is to communicate communicate because um in our relationship we have seen how poor communications communication impacts us and so that's just one big commitment we have to each other to is to communicate and so my tips <laughs> are um number one you want to make sure that you guys sit down and have um, a conversation about your money in terms of creating a budget in advance of every month and this basically means just laying out what your big expenses are for the month things that are reoccurring so things that happen every month or things that are going to be happening one time so you have a big dental bill coming up you have a trip coming up that you're going to pay for you're in a wedding you have to buy bridesmaids dresses that cost xyz things like that right you want to sit down and make sure that you guys know what expenses are coming up in the next month and you are you are prepared for them that way when the expense do come up neither of you is surprised unless it really is an emergency my second tip is you want to make sure that you guys are having money conversations and this is you know not the budget because the budget is something that you guys will sit down and talk about on a monthly basis in, a, in advance of the month but money conversations in terms of um your goals your short-term goals your long-term goals the things that you guys want to do as a couple the things that you want to do for yourself like do you want to start a business do you want to take a solo trip do you want to quit your job in a year like those type of goals that way you guys can have the conversations and start talking about the plans to support those goals that you guys are trying to achieve and you, when you guys talk about money, you want to make sure that it's not a fight. It's not a formal meeting. It's not, you know, an office, come sit down and here's a presentation of what you're going to do kind of meeting. It's simply a conversation. And you don't have to talk about all of your money plans and all of your money goals in one night. It can be over dinner. It can be on your way to the movies. It can be, you know, before you go to bed at night, just talking about, oh, hey, you know, what do you think about us adding XYZ investment to our plans? What do you think about us moving to another state? You know, it's just ha- bringing up the con- the conversation of money or the topic of money in conversation in a comfortable way, not in a fight way, not in a, not in a fighting way, not in an aggressive way, not in an in a um not as an attack. You want to make these light and simple conversations, but you want to have them often so that you guys know that you are on the same page. So I'll give you another example. When I'm trying to buy something really expensive, you know, whatever it could be, (laughs) I start to talk about it early, you know, like a few months in advance. Hey, I want to buy this. I really like this thing. I'm thinking about this thing. What do you think about it? And he might say, oh, it's ugly or I like it or that's a great idea. It's going to be a great experience. And I try to bring it up and I say, you know what? I'm going to start saving XYZ every week towards this item. And I tell him, oh, I've saved a hundred bucks. Oh, I've saved 200 bucks. I kind of, I keep him up to speed with the progress I'm making towards that big expensive item that way when I go out and I purchase it and I bring it home or I you know whatever the thing is he's he's not surprised and he's not shocked about 
me spending all this money on this thing. He's been aware of it. He's heard me talk about it, you know, for months. He's told me his opinions and we've we've been having the conversation. So that's how I tend to do things. And that's, you know, that really avoids the arguments, avoids the fights over money. And he does the same thing to me. If he's thinking about buying something expensive, he'll start talking about it. He'll start telling me about it. And so we kind of know what we each want to spend money on. And that's just, you know, again, having those conversations. Um, the other, another tip I have would be to set up your own rules. You know, for instance, my husband and I, like I mentioned earlier, we have the $500 rule, right? If we're going to be spending more than $500, we talk about it. And so you guys can set up your own rules. If you're going to be spending more than a hundred bucks, if you're going to be spending more than a thousand bucks, decide what works for you and just say, okay, you know what? This is what we're going to do. And let's try our best to stick to this rule. That way you guys, again, start having the, com- the conversations and it helps with the transparency and it helps with the communication. The other tip I have is specific to um, women who are the breadwinners in their family. And so once upon a time, I was the breadwinner in my family, but the money that I made and the money that he made, I basically looked at it as all of our money. It wasn't my money versus his money. It was our money. And that approach really helped, you know, to make that situation work. Because guys, in my experience, guys are a different species. They they have egos and more so than women do. And in you know, that's what I think. And it can be a little touchy to um to to be making more money and i've seen situations from people i've worked with or even friends where it becomes an issue in the relationship when when the woman is making more money and so it can be difficult but it doesn't have to be it can be a difficult situation but it doesn't have to be difficult it just depends on how you manage it and so you know your significant other better than anybody else and if you're making more money um you want to make sure that you know at the very least you're not being condescending and i think not just this this doesn't just apply to guys nobody likes to be spoken to in a condescending way nobody likes to feel less of what they less of what they are like they are you know worth less than what they are um and so be careful with the approach when you're making money don't make it be about don't make it be about how much i make i make all this money i make more money just let it be about our money and our goals and our finances that way you can avoid the fights or the you know the resentments or just issues around Issues that could possibly come up from you as a woman making more. I mean, my husband was happy that I was making more money. He was happy that there was money coming in at the time, (laughs) you know, so it just really, it really depends on how you approach it and you don't want to turn it into a fight and you know, it happens. There there are several, several relationships where the woman makes more and um, they are completely happy together and it's all about the approach and it's not even just about making more money, it's just in general the way you approach um, your finances in your marriage is really, really critical. That approach aspect, and it's not just on your side, it's on both sides. The way he approaches it, the way you approach it, it's really, really, really critical. And the way you communicate with each other. That's why I stressed earlier that it's not about when you're talking about money, when you're making your plans about your money, it's not a fight. It's not a sit down formal meeting. It's not an interview. It is a conversation. It is, you know, it's both of you working together as a team. You are one unit. What you, the financial decisions that you both make impact 
your future together. And so think about it that way. Whether you make more, whether he makes more, you want to focus on the approach. You want to make sure that you're approaching the conversations and your attitude towards money, like that approach that you're doing it in a way that will work for both of you, that will avoid the arguments and the disagreements and will allow you guys to remain transparent and to keep your lines of communication open. So those are my um, big tips and just like my experience um, in ma- with managing money in my marriage. And I hope that this was helpful for you. If you have comments i'd love to hear from you you can send me an email info at clevergirlfinance.com and also if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast i would love for you to subscribe on itunes or soundcloud if you love it please share it with a friend and also if you haven't subscribed to the website head over there now so that you can get access to my free resource resource library i have a bunch of worksheets and checklists that can help you get started with improving your finances today and it is you can subscribe over at clevergirlfinance.com and finally my academy for those of you ladies who want to get some accountability as you work on your financial goals and as you progress with building wealth you can join us it's a great community we're having a great time supporting and encouraging each other to accomplish your goals you can join us at clevergirlfinanceacademy.com and i'll put these links in the show notes And um, I will be talking with you guys again soon on the next podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for listening in. I appreciate you guys and we'll chat soon. Bye.